BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Always follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yes, here we go. Palm readers unite. Big show coming up. Mike Palm in for Mitch Moss. He gets a well-deserved day off. Big show coming up. We'll recap the debacle yesterday in Los Angeles with the U.S. Open. A great MLB card today. Lou Finacaro on the UFC. And also College World Series today. Jeff Davis, great trader here at Circa. He'll be on to talk golf in College World Series. And I've been waiting for this for a long time. Houston Curtis in studio in a couple hours. The author of the book, Billion Dollar Hollywood Heist. Also the new book, Million Dollar Mechanic. Sleight of hand tricks. Some of his uh, old tricks he would use. How do guys cheat? He'll run it all down coming up. He's in studio can't wait, and I'm sure we're going to have a, hard, a huge turnout today as the Palm Raiders are ready to go because Mike Palm sitting in. How you doing, friend? Thank you. Thank you. It's a rare, rare treat that uh, I get to work with you. Usually it's with Mitch, uh, but looking forward to today. Great guest lineup and uh, ready for your rants about uh, golfers doing well at the U.S. Open. <laughs> well, come the on. The outrage. You have to be. You have Re- to be. Well, well, come put, on. You put it at a course that has zero wind. This is no well, weather factor whatsoever for four days. They're yeah. just hoping the rough grows a lot uh, over four days. Okay, I know, I know the conditions were right, and you didn't have wind, and it was perfect conditions, but come on. You, you expect carnage. I want the pins in the bunker today. I mean, that, that cannot happen, Mike. I mean, I can't. Okay, well, come on. Give credit to Fowler and Shoffley, but then here comes Clark. Here comes Johnson. It was an unmitigated disaster. They have to be embarrassed 
by what transpired yesterday. That cannot happen. It's unacceptable. You wait all year for this, and then they come out and you think it's the John Deere Classic. <laughs> I, come on. Everybody's already lost their bets on the winning score, I think, right? Yeah, Everybody took, yeah, took over. Yeah. Overs are gone. The whole, you're no fun. Holes in one. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised there were only two. Yeah. Tough, tough beats there. Guys were upset when they were within three feet of the pin that it didn't go in. I mean, you saw people very angry there. They were expecting holes in one on 15. <laughs> yeah, I joke. know. Too. I mean, the guy, guys <laughs> Look at this. This puts it in perspective beautifully, right? Here's the tweet from Kyle Porter, okay? This is Fowler on the second to last hole. Looks to be in a, in a, in a tough position here, Mike, in a tough spot, right? Yeah. He made birdie on that hole. That's all that needs to be said. So full marks to him. And last year he was ranked like 184. So great bounce back by Fowler in a great first round, which he can't even have a share of the lead with a 62. But look at this. As Porter tweets, uh-oh, 62, not looking great. He birdied the hole. He was 50 to 1 to have the first round lead. So he yeah. shares, like a dead heat. Dead heat, right. poker, he shares that pool. Absolutely. Uh, with Shoffley. Uh, other than the scores, though, Paul, I think this is a good mix of experienced players, players at their top of their game, a couple of unknown guys, a couple of up-and-comers. The mix is good. It's just the ease of the scoring that upsets you. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You do have the sexy leaderboard, Uh number one. Number two, you would think they're embarrassed enough to now go back and and fix the course with pin placement and and make this, you know, what it's supposed to be. Carnage, a challenging course in the U.S. Open that the casual fans like me want to see and want to see these guys struggle. Now, the other thing, in 1980, at the U.S. Open, Jack shot a opening round 7-under, 63. He won the tournament 8-under, and only five players finished under par. So now we could, maybe this thing, we, we they wreak havoc. I don't know if we can get a repeat of that. If it does, Christmas would come early. I would love to see that, because so many guys played well yesterday. But now we'll see what they do if they tinker with it, and if they if they make the changes and we don't we don't see the nonsense again today what, what played out. Rory was was fifteen of fifteen, uh, hitting the drives into the fairway, and then he was just short of the green on on sixteen or whatever. Uh, would have been only the third round in U.S. Open history where a golfer could have won eighteen for eighteen. Uh-huh. He's supposed to be in the lead in those conditions where you because right. if you go off and you hit it into the rough, you're not supposed to be able to make par or even birdies. Like to your point on yeah. this picture, right? Doesn't right. matter where your drive goes; you can st- you can still make a birdie on the hole. His errant <laughs> tee shot, or I think it was on five to start, mm-hmm. and he gets out of there with a par. What Fowler did <laughs> when he's in this—I mean, they're, they're, the announcers are freaking out about, "Oh boy, this is way right. He's in trouble. Birdie, <laughs> no problem." Okay, uh, but a par should be rewarded, and, and not like you saw the birdie fest. And so, you know, you got a problem when Clark has seven birdies and an eagle. Let's run it all down. So Clark has seven birdies and an eagle. Rory shoots a 30 on the front nine. Since 1983, there were 66,448 rounds of golf. There had been 162 in a major. There were two in 20 minutes. 127 years, we didn't have a 62 in a U.S. Open. Two in 20 minutes. Most rounds, five under or better in a U.S. Open. Aaron Hills was six. In 2017, yesterday there were six rounds of 65 or better. Multiple aces. I, I'm going to retire this bet. I promise. I'm done. Like the largest leap. There were multiple <laughs> aces on the same hole in the same round. That had only happened twice in a U.S. Open. Now three times ever. 
I mean, well, it's just, it's out of control. I what feel happened. bad for you. All you're going to be left with is no buzzer beaters. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. A, that's, that's the, the last thing, thing you've count. got. Sure. That's the one thing we can count on. Snow, I'm, but... I'm upset because Rick Dunois that runs, you know, Ricky that, oh, that Rick. takes the, yeah, it's a, yeah, former pro golfer. And, yeah. and, and, uh, when Clark was like three under and he was still 35 to one in play, he says, take a shot on Clark. Now he's going to make a run here today. And I, and I didn't take the advantage to get to where he's down to t- 10, 12, 14 to one now yeah. across the board. Yeah. Ricky, don't lose my number. He's yeah. fantastic. Uh, so what do you think now? I think interesting point what he made and, you, and he's still what you said, what he at right now. And you look at the DraftKings odds, Shoffley, mm-hmm. the favorite plus three twenty. Rory five to one. Be mm-hmm. careful with Scheffler. Let's see. You want to say, well, look, I mean, th- for him to be three under, and if he finds his putting game, watch out, and he could make a move. Still don't believe in Fowler. Uh, great story, though. It only played, what, three majors going back the last couple of years. DJ was phenomenal. I mean, imagine if you have action on this, or if you're just a, a fan, and you see what Shoffley and, and Fowler do to start, and you got to sweat that out. First round leader. It, was, it wasn't I mean, guaranteed. No, he's DJ. I said he's going to steal this. <laughs> yes, he was. Then he bogeys mm-hmm. on the final hole. Uh, Homa, uh, 35 to one, but I would take a look at Scheffler. I mean, it's not the greatest price, but uh, you have to respect his game and, uh, maybe someone can, can make a run here and come all the way gap back and Kepka is one over. So even though it looked like the John Deere classic yesterday, it wasn't all good. I was shocked at Rose who was six over Patton was a disaster. Day struggled. Adam Scott struggled fairway. Jesus didn't play well. Cam Young can't lay. And uh, looks like we won't have a back-to-back for Fitzpatrick. So that was some of the carnage and some guys who did struggle. Uh, some of them going out early too. So you have to worry that you know one over par might not make the cut here. Sure. Yeah, the, that's the, in play. Could be even par. I mean, what do you think though? I mean, this is you're t- 16, 17 yeah. under going to win this. We're going to see this morning. Now they're going to come out and they shoot these them. scores like this again. I I don't know, but if they do, might be two unders the cut. Who knows? Uh-huh. I still think a guy like Hovland. Who's been who keeps being around at thirty-five to one? I think you have to take a couple of guys that are in that thirty-plus range, and then and then and then pick somebody out at the leaderboard that you think, you know, and shop right. I mean, there's everybody's got different odds, and some are better at circa than than the DK. Some are some are worse. Uh, if you like Scheffler, you can get him yep. plus seven fifty here. We're shorter or shorter on Shoffley than DraftKings. We're only two ninety. So shop around because there's a lot of books. Find the best number. They vary greatly. Mm-hmm. So no laying up on Twitter. Factors that contributed to the low scores. Easy pins on 3, 6, 8, 10, 15, and 18. A lot of other harmless pins. How about this, as the, as the bear Chris Felica tweeted? You could land the plane in the fairways. That's another thing about how wide they are. So you're not going to be in trouble. Uh, we'll be surprised if the firmness isn't cranked up today. Some length added and pins about 40% harder. All fair. And I, I, like what, I like what our guy Femi tweeted, too, uh, here at VEASAN. I'm typically someone who thinks the USGA goes a little too far in making the course impossible. However, I didn't want what to, whatever today was either. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know they didn't want them to come in and, and change the course drastically and what, but this is, you know, the, again, the casual fan wants carnage and they want to see these guys struggle. And it was anything but it just a, I mean, it was, re, it was, it was so easy for him, for most of these guys. And what happened it, just to put it in perspective with the 62s and, and, um, and six rounds of 65 or better. So maybe a, a repeat of 1980, I doubt it, but I would love to see it. 
But now we'll, we'll see what happens uh, later today. You think they overcorrect today and make the hardest pin placements of the tournament today? I'd hope so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Bring this back to reality? Yes, I would hope so. <clears throat> how about this? Did you see how, the Lionel Richie home? Oh. How about that house that they showed? And then you have the manor, which, uh, w- which was tweeted out as well. Aaron Spelling's estate. Peekaboo, hello. Look at this. I think that's the 14th, right? In the lower left, okay? It's available, Michael. You can have it. 936000 a month. Or you can cough up the $155 million, right? It's as big as a football field. It's bigger than the White House. It has two driveways. It took five years to build. What a run. Were you a 90210 guy? I like Jenny Garth. It, oh, really? Was, yeah. Yeah. But it was a little unbelievable. I mean, Ian Ziering had kids in high school when he was in that show. Yes. Just, so come, the come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. So it's to play an 18-year-old, right? Yeah. What a run. <laughs> Look at this. What a palace, right? $155 million. White carpets are tough. That's the cleaning. It's, it's yeah. brutal. Guy, what does it have, Luke? What does it say? 27 baths? 14 bedrooms? What do we got here? He, yeah, what a run this guy had. 90210, Melrose Place, Charlie's Angels, Love Boat, and Dynasty. Oh, how about that resume? Can right. you rent to own? Is this a lease to own deal here at the 933? <laughs> yeah. Go towards, towards towards the purchase. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh God. Boy. Win some, lose some coming up next. You cash this ticket if you had the Braves 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. Otani does it again. And this is out of control with what they're wearing at the World Series of Poker. That's coming up next on Follow the Money. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends 
safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. Mitch out today. Mike Palm sitting in. Almago, the maestro. Good to have him. Fun show coming up. And uh, we'll get back to the golf updated odds and the yes no playoff odds in Major League Baseball as well. Houston Curtis in studio. Sleight of hand tricks. His new book, Million Dollar Mechanic. And uh, we talked to him during the pandemic with uh, Billion Dollar Hollywood Heist. Incredible read. Pick that up. You'll love it. And he'll be coming in studio as well. Now we visit with our good friend Lou Finicaro, uh, contributor with VEASAN and excellent with the UFC, hockey, and little baseball as well. Thanks for the time, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Lou. You got it, sir. Let's start with the College Baseball World Series, which starts today. Oral Roberts and TCU, the first game, followed by Virginia and Florida. Do you want to take us through the brackets and what this looks like and how you how you want to handicap this, please? Yes, yeah, so because it's so uh, critical to understand the brackets. The, the four teams and the two games you just outlined for today all sit in one bracket. And really, when you when you look at that bracket, you have two ranked teams. When we go to the other side of the bracket, the lower bracket that has LSU Tennessee, Stanford, Wake, that's a bracket from the beginning of the 64 tournament that I was was trying to avoid crazily. You have a very well-rounded, solid team in Wake, followed by two other ranked teams and a Tennessee team that should be ranked that isn't. And you think, uh, be careful here with Wake Forest, even though they're 52-10 and and taking a lot of money for their game Saturday against Stanford. Uh, You have an interesting tidbit on, on Wake. I do is Wake is the number one seed and they enter a legitimate number one seed from pitching to hitting coaching. They, they have it all that said it's been since 1999 when Miami came to Omaha that a number one seed has won number one seeds have a, they find a way to have pitchers stub their toe hitters mess up. It just, it's not that easy to do as well. Wake Forest hasn't been to Omaha since 1955. I don't mind telling you that's before I was around, okay? Stanford has been two of the last three, and they're the only team that was there last year. Stanford opens a plus 155 in their game against Wake on Saturday. Now you look, 
you have to, you're going to get plus 200. I would recommend people wait until right before first pitch. I'm very high on Stanford because they know the restaurants. They know the procedure. They've been here before. Wake Forest has microphones in their face. They're wide-eyed. They're fulfilling dreams, and they're a good team. But I believe they're very ripe, especially in the first game against Stanford. Uh, going, no concerns, though, about the, about the ace, though, the kid they're throwing, 15-0 and all with a 1-9-3 ERA, whatever it is, louder? Louder. No, plenty of concern. I'm giving uh, Wake Forest all their due. That wow. said, Omaha is a place where ace pitchers have gone before to underachieve. As well, Wake yeah. Forest really relies on the long ball. This is a big cavernous ballpark where the wind blows in. And if you're relying on the long ball, sometimes that can be to your detriment in this tournament. Okay, very good. Lou says wait, bet it uh, before first pitch. But a big Stanford. move. Yep, bet Stanford. Stanford. Yep, Stanford. Yep. Big move on Wake. Take Stanford. And right now, plus 215. Uh, here at Circa. That's the game to start tomorrow. We start today with Oral Roberts and TCU. Great call by you uh, last time out. You had TCU to advance out of the Super Regional. That's obviously a winner. Oral Roberts comes in. They've won 23-24. The loss was the 8 nothing game uh, against Oregon. How about the, the uh, moxie on this club? To lose game one and you're up 8 nothing and blow it, then they come back and win the next two against Oregon. What do you think of TCU in the $1.60 range against Oral Roberts? Yeah, that, this is going to be an awesome game, one that I think will go over. There's no wind in Omaha this morning, and so the ball could fly. These, these are the two teams with maybe the, they're both very well-rounded, but maybe the pitching staffs are not to the caliber of a Tennessee or a Wake Forest. So I, I think you see some runs. I lean to Oral Roberts, a, a heavily fifth-year senior-laden team, uh, that you described very well, Paul. Moxie is the key. Uh, it's really the other side of that bracket in today's games, the Florida-Virginia game. Those two teams are lined pretty close. Florida and SEC team. Florida's coach O'Sullivan used to play uh, for O'Connor at Virginia. O'Sullivan is a Virginia alum. So these two teams know each other pretty well. O'Connor is an Omaha and originally played for Creighton. Coaches Virginia will have not only the crowd in his back pocket, but deep pitching and a team that led the national, uh, uh, the NCAA in doubles. Doubles is your factor in the Omaha stadium, not home run. Lou, since you do have three ranked teams in the bottom half, I say bottom half, the, the, the side that plays tomorrow, and the two ranked teams in the top, are you looking to make a winner bet out of the top side since you'll have a lot of value going into a championship series, is it easier to find a winner out of the four playing today? Uh, that's exactly where I'm going, Mike. Thanks for that question. Uh, and yes, because I believe the winner of the pedigreed Florida-Virginia game may have slight advantage in the depth of pitching by the time they see Oral Roberts or TCU. And that pick for me is Virginia. And oh, by the way, the Circa has a great price, I think, Plus 675 for Virginia right now, best in the marketplace. I think that's a tremendous opportunity on a team that they've by, uh, been to Omaha two of the last three years as well. All right, excellent. At Gamlu on Twitter, VEASAN contributor Lou Finnecaro, our guests, follow the money, Paulie and Mike Palm, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, tomorrow UFC fight night in Las Vegas. How about the move on, on the main event here against Cannoneer? What he was, is it a 45-cent move now? 
Yes, uh, we're seeing Cannoneer open about 145. Now he's plus 105, so we're getting to that half a dollar uh, uh, limit. And uh, it doesn't surprise me. Perhaps that opening line, uh, as I handicapped this fight, might should have been a little closer to pick. I handicapped these two guys very close to pick. You never know what's going to happen in a fight. But surely Cannoneer knows uh, that Vittori is stubborn, and Vittori's going to try and stand with him early till he feels the power. Then Vittori's going to turn into a wrestler. Vittori has wrestling grappling advantage in this fight, but Cannoneer knows what's go, uh, what Vittori brings, and he's prepared for it. In, in a fight that is going to be very close and is probably going to decision, I like Cannoneer. He's, even though he's 10 years older at 39, he's the faster man. He's got the more deft footwork. He's got well more power. He's the better striker. I believe he keeps it up and wins decision. Okay, let's go down the card. Duncan against Petrosian. Petrosian plus 135. Why do you like the dog? I like the dog uh, because at this point in time, Duncan isn't quite ready. He's 8-0 or 8-1. Big, long, tall, very athletic ex-basketball player. uh, Has a great jab, toughness, can wrestle. uh, But he's still learning. He's still evolving. He's in with a weathered guy in Petrosian that's a deft kickboxer. And though Petrosian's going to give away a little height and some reach, he's the guy that's been in with well better. And this might be the PhD in MMA for Mr. Duncan, who I think has given away too much experience and is taking too big a step up against Petrosian, who I think you can get now at plus 120, 125. Okay. And anything else you like on the card, a prop, uh, anything with the round prop, anything else? Maybe another a large dog you like? Yeah, I there's a there's a dog in a uh, dar, derby, and he's fighting Salikov. And really, I like this fight. I wrote it up for digital because you have a, a really weathered, gristled Russian grappler against a guy that looks like he just jumped off Leif Erikson's boat in 1800, a Viking <laughs> named named Dalby. Dalby's primarily a striker. He uses flamboyant flashing knees and spinning stuff. And Salikov's going to want to get in to engage. It should be a really excellent fight. But I think Dalby has the footwork and the striking ability to perhaps find Salikov and by the end of the fight, perhaps finish him. Lou, I want to ask about slap, this, this slap fighting. How into it have you gotten? Are you paying attention to it? And is this the next big thing? Uh, Mike, I have not gotten into it. Uh, I, I can't predict if it's the next best thing. To me, I love mixed martial arts because uh, there is strike evasion and artistry in not only uh hitting your opponent and doing damage to your your opponent, but to uh, avoid damage oneself. And so in a situation where you're just standing there and a guy's going to clobber you in the face one by one, uh, I I think it's a grotesque way to try and feed a certain segment of the population that will watch that stuff. Good luck, sir. Thanks for a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Good luck to everybody. Have a great weekend, Lou. Anytime, sir. There you go. UFC. Fight night tomorrow, and then uh, College World Series gets underway with an afternoon game. I, I, I'm, I don't get the slap thing. I mean, that is just... I can't watch it. Yeah, barbaric. But right? it's, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, Dana White's been known to market things and, uh, uh, sure. and have sure. a success here or there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
Great businessman. Uh, <laughs> what, what say you here? Hard to go against Oral Roberts based on what they've done. This the You want to say Summit League, whatever, but... And the TCU is interesting because, remember, they should have been playing in Terre Haute, but because of the Special right. Olympics, tough break for Indiana State. they got to go to Fort Worth, one of the toughest places in the country to play. I think both these games today are very, very interesting. Um, you could make cases for, for both dogs. I, I have a hard I know the price is so inflated, but this Wake Forest team is really good. I can't even at $2 take Stanford. I'll just pass on that game yeah. there. He's right about, though, Tennessee has has argument to be ranked. Remember Tennessee, a huge upset. Notre Dame went there uh, to Knoxville and knocked them off in the Super Regional last year. There's a kid on LSU who's hitting 440. Yeah. How is that even possible? <laughs> That's incredible. Just how wide open is this baseball season? We'll give you the updated yes-no playoff odds with remaining SOS next on Follow the Money. This is Follow the Money on v Become a v Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets of every host and guest. Unlimited access to the v slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the top v Exports leaderboard to view records, profit, ROI, and the hot hand. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, dog videos, 24-7 video access. Become a subscriber today. Join the team, 999 v slash subscribe. Unbelievable with the record scores yesterday in the history we saw in the first round of the U.S. Open. And to go over that and look, take a look at the odds, and round two is Jeff Davis, who works here at Circa. Follow him on Twitter as well at underscore underscore junkyard. We'll talk a little college, World Se- uh, college baseball World Series as well. Could you believe what transpired and what you were watching early on, Jeff, with 262s? Two hole-in-ones, and my God, like Mike said, we thought DJ was going to pass both of them late. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a U.S. Open. It kind of, huh, these are things you don't usually see. These guys are just torching the course, and the fairways are so wide compared to what a U.S. Open usually is. Yeah, if you got the ball in the rough, you were in trouble. The stuff is really thick, but it was seemed like it was kind of hard to get it there. And if you had any control over your ball whatsoever, uh, scoring wasn't all that difficult. It kind of felt more like a PGA Championship than a U.S. Open, to be honest. Yep. And I, I would think they'd have to be embarrassed with what happened. What do you think they do from, from the standpoint today, maybe change things, pin placement, and, and what do you expect the rest of the tournament, if, if like 15, 14 under is going to win this thing? Yeah, I kind of thought 15 last night after the day was over. I looked at uh, I looked at the pin sheet for today, and it seems like they tried harder uh, to tuck some pins into corners of greens that might make it more difficult. But the problem they're going to run into is it's not windy and it's not hot. So the greens aren't going to bake out and get firm like you kind of expect the U.S. Open to be where – these guys are 180, 190 into the green. We're in a normal U.S. Open. It's going to be really difficult to get the ball to stop. You almost have to land it in front of the green, where now the greens are really receptive. And if the greens are receptive, these guys are just going to be able to do what they do. I mean, look at DJ. DJ didn't miss a fairway yesterday, which uh-huh. at the U.S. Open is absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, yeah, obviously DJ played well, but I think that's a case of this. The fairways are just too wide, and this course just 
is gettable and at a U.S. Open. I'm not sure that's what we're used to seeing or what we want to see. Uh, how about what Clark was able to do? We seven birdies and an eagle, and, and what he did, and there, and he's certainly in the mix as well here at Circa. He's down the board, but fifteen to one to win it. Yeah, he when we opened him, I want to say as high as one hundred and twenty-five to one. He got bet down 80, 75, 80 to one, probably before I left the office on Wednesday night. Uh, he was very popular amongst the sharp community. And he's a guy along the lines of a Siwoo Kim, who is kind of sort of under the radar playing really good the last eight to 10 weeks. And his numbers are really worthy of being the short price that they've become. And yeah, I, I definitely put him on the list of people that can win. And if you look at this board and, I mean, if Fowler and Shoffley don't win, there are a lot of guys on this list who are still alive to be a okay to hold the trophy on Sunday. Do you think Rom is live? He did not play well at all and got out of there alive. And I know he's the third choice at your book plus seven fifty. But if Scheffler putts well, I think watch out. He's going to make a run at this. What do you think of Rom and Scheffler? Although Rom much uh, further down the leaderboard. Yeah, Scheffler, Scheffler, seven and a half to one. We, he's been the best ball striker on the planet for the last few months. Uh, the putter has been exactly the opposite. We kind of, Monday I was on and basically said that if Scheffler can break even with the putter, he's going to be really tough to beat. And he gained a stroke and a half with the putter yesterday and uh, played pretty good. Maybe the, the score, his score, maybe not indicative of how well he played, but He's still alive. Further down the board, John Rahm, we're dealing 24-1 to 1 on him. He lost a shot and a half off the tee yesterday, which is really uncharacteristic of uh, what John Rahm is. He's a machine off the tee. Uh, yeah, he's live if he can fix that, which I, I would expect a, a guy like John Rahm would be able to. But if these scores stay low, it's going to be really tough to make up seven shots because somebody above him is going to be able to put together a few rounds. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you're tiptoeing between the raindrops. The Knights were able to close it out in five, so you don't have to book the Stanley Cup, U.S. Open, and College World Series all on the same weekend. <laughs> Let's turn our attention to uh, Omaha and the the, the pre- half of the bracket that plays today. Um, two ranked teams and two unranked teams. The first game, Oral Roberts, uh, who's only lost one game in uh, like six weeks, and uh, and that's a game they led 8 nothing. Playing TCU, who benefited from the Special Olympics in Indiana, getting that series switched from Terre Haute against Indiana State uh, to Fort Worth. Interesting matchup here. TCU, around a $1.60 favorite. Yeah, these are two teams that have really hit the ball well over the last three weeks. Oral Roberts went into Stillwater and just mashed their way into the Super Regional. Uh, TCU did the same thing. They went to Fayetteville and really put one on the Razorbacks a few times. And TCU is an interesting case because they were kind of one of the teams that you could thought could go either way before the season. And maybe about a month before the season ended, they really were going the wrong way. They couldn't get anyone out. Uh, They were kind of 500 in a mediocre big 12. And then I'm not really sure what happened, but the bats caught fire and they seemed to score 10, 11 runs almost every night. And They've got a couple of pitchers that who had struggled throughout the year have turned it on, and they're kind of the team that has everything going for them right now. And they're they're not a team I'd want to play. They're hot, and uh, you know there's not too many games left. And you get a team that is hot like TCU is, they're very dangerous. 
a team like Oral Roberts, mm-hmm. they weren't even on our board for the longest time. They, you know, wow. they ran through a really mediocre summit league and, uh, Jonah Cox, their center fielder, is riding a 47-game hitting streak currently. Uh, they went up to Oregon and, and really just put some runs up. So uh, it's a really big ballpark, but this game uh, this game could uh, definitely be a high-scoring one. The bottom half of the bracket playing tomorrow is loaded with a well-deserved top-ranked Wake Forest team. Uh, number one seed hasn't won, though, since 99 Miami, as Lou Finicaro pointed out earlier this hour. If Wake Forest doesn't win it, who's going to win the College World Series, Jeff? I'm going to see. If Wake Forest doesn't win it, mm-hmm. I think the winner of tonight's Virginia-Florida okay. uh, matchup wins. These teams are the top at least six or seven guys in their order really just rake. Uh, the lineup doesn't stop. Uh, Florida has two really, really good starting pitchers in Brandon Sproat and Hurston Waldrop. And Virginia has three solid, if unspectacular starters, but their bullpen goes four or five deep. Uh, This team is no stranger to the college world series. These two teams are very, very good. Uh, LSU, obviously dangerous. I do worry about their pitching depth uh, after Paul Skeens, Uh, the bullpen, they lost three guys uh, throughout the year to injury. And there's kind of a lack of depth there. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know about LSU just given Paul Skeens can't pitch every day. I want you to put your hockey cap back on, and maybe we'll post this or maybe we won't, but a lot of people have asked me this question this week. Mm-hmm. What would you make the price, Jeff, on a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup in 2024? Well, if we talk it out, uh, Leafs and Oilers obviously right up there. I mean, you split the difference there. It's five, and you throw – uh, a couple more teams on. I don't have any hockey in front of me right now. Probably absolute top of my head, three and a half, four to one, Ooh. probably. I'm, I don't know that's a hundred percent accurate, but uh, I think that's probably a fair price. What do you, I'm going to just ask one more hockey question here. I think the Ottawa senators are a playoff team uh, in the coming year. So I think when you factor in these Canadian teams, it's obviously you said Edmonton and Toronto, but I think the senators become a factor maybe before Vancouver, Calgary, uh, or Montreal. Thoughts on the the Ottawa Senators? I really like the Senators. I think the Senators and the Sabres are the next two obvious teams in the Eastern Conference. I think Ottawa's probably one year behind Buffalo in the rebuild March to the playoffs slash Stanley Cup. I think both of those teams can make the playoffs this year. And if that were the case, uh, two teams would have to, you know, two teams would have to miss and who those two teams are, I don't know. But Ottawa has a lot of young, exciting uh, offensive talent. And this Brady Kachuk kid is on the same curve uh, as his brother. And he's coming into the the season age-wise where his brother really exploded. So I, I kind of expect a monster year out of Brady Kachuk. Uh, then you look at Alex DeBrinkett, who is a 40-goal scorer, who had kind of a down year. Uh, they're going to go to salary arbitration, and if he ends up on a one-year deal uh, playing for a big contract, I would expect to bring it to, uh, to have a big year as well. Thanks for the time, Thanks. Jeff. Good luck with all the action in Los Angeles and Omaha today. Sounds good. Thanks, gentlemen. Jeff Davis, up next in studio, Houston Curtis, author of the book Billion Dollar Hollywood Heist and a sleight of hand tricks. He's coming up next. You don't want to miss it on Peace and Fall the Money. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's, unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Very disappointing yesterday. You expect carnage and chaos at the U.S. Open. You wait for it every year. You want to see these guys struggle. And that trend, and that comes out uh, the John Deere Classic yesterday. No hole in one. Took 90 minutes right off the bat. We retire that bet. That's a loser. And lowest round over 64 and a half. You get two 62s. Uh, you get what DJ pulled. You get 10 birdies from Fowler. You get seven birdies and an eagle from Clark. My God, what was the? Uh, where did I put it here? You had six rounds of 65 or better. 
Think about that. And here's another, as you said during the break, another black guy. This is uh, this is because uh, I also have over 64 and a half for highest score. If it doesn't happen today, it'll be the first time in U.S. Open history where you, no one shot an 80 in the first two rounds. No one shot an 80 yesterday either. So that's also on the line coming up here. So we'll, we'll see if they can fix this. And, and hopefully it's a repeat of what happened in 1980 when Jack opened with a 7-under 63 and won 8-under. And only five players were under par. So it's on you guys now in the LACC after that debacle yesterday. Uh, I'm with you. I, I I like the Rays today. McClanahan against, it's an ace against a fake ace. Fugazi, right? Fugazi ace. Yeah. Fugazi ace. Give me the Rays. Hold on to the ace in your hand, though. It becomes two queens. Uh, hell of a move by Houston. $1.15 with the Rays. Great team. Number two offense. I think they get to Darvish and certainly have to respect McClanahan and the year that he's, he's had. And uh, their 12 wins, his 12 wins, 10 of them, they've also covered the run line. So I'm on the race today. Michael? I'm with you. Yeah. Up to $1.13 now here at Circa. I think you're going to bet, bet him, bet him now. I, I wouldn't Pro, be surprised yeah. if he closes yeah. a buck twenty-five or higher. Yeah. Um, also on Connor's top Canadian plus one eighty. See how that goes. Do you touch the College World Series at all? Uh, you get I, in there with no. Sweet Lou. I, I little, like little, I, little Virginia money. Yeah, I and like. Jeff Davis also pointed yes, out. Yes. If, if Wake doesn't win it, he thinks the winner of that game. Yeah. Is the one. I was very impressed with Virginia against Duke, but I know. It, I mean, again, they're betting it like they have tomorrow's newspaper. Your line. A 50-cent move already on Wake, but how do you go against, number one, their ace is going, who's 15-0, and 0, and then they just come up, they score 22 runs against Alabama, who was ranked in, in, in oh, the last game. destroyed him. Yeah. And, yeah. and Stanford, did you see the end of the Stanford game? The guy lost the ball in the lights? Can you believe that? Oh, how does how he you feel? Well, they wouldn't have been yeah. there without that kid, but he loses it in the lights, and you go home. They were that all doubled everything. over on the field. Well, then Stanford, Stanford's up game one, 5-2 in the ninth. They go Blow. walk, yeah. walk, hit by pitch. And then uh, what? What? And then they dropped the fly ball, yeah. Stanford. And then yeah, how they won? Where they lost the ball in the lights and, and they walk it up. You like anything? Uh, I might. I might take a little of this Virginia if I can find it close. Plus six fifty. You know what I like to do? I like to play these unders in Rosenblatt Stadium, just because to the point it's hard to hit the ball out, and yeah. these teams score a lot of runs via the home run. You're gonna, you know, you get all the aces. They've had the week off to rest now. So you get at least four days. So you're going to get all the aces in these first four games. The totals aren't that far off. I mean, most of the totals were 11 and a half, 12, 12 and a half, 13. You see 11s, 10 in that Tennessee LSU game. Yeah. Because that guy's going to be the number one pick in the draft, that LSU pitcher. Yep. One or two. So yeah, they might top play, two play, guys play a couple unders here as well. Right. Uh, the, ki the kid from, it's a kid from Stanford that threw 155 pitches. Yeah, 156. It, I can give you three more outs yeah. the next yeah. day, he says. Yeah, How like about that? That was awesome. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get 150 in bonuses instantly. Use promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. And all the props are up there as well. Uh, hole in one round two, round three, round four. Bogey-free golf with the big names pays well, 14 to 16 to 1. It's all up there. Incredible menu, great creativity, and Avello's team at DraftKings. And the draft, NBA draft, coming up on Thursday. All that's up. Big move on the number two pick as well. You know, Molly's game is a good movie with Aaron Sorkin and a good cast. But, again, Houston told the story. He takes you inside the game about, okay, here's what really happened. I even saw last week Bob Volgaris threw it out there on Twitter that Molly was uh, known to take some chips from drunk players' stacks, too. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Volgaris was involved in the game 
as well. But get, get Billion Dollar Hollywood Heist and then look for great, great read. Phenomenal read. It's uh, 190 pages. You'll love it. And then uh, Million Dollar Mechanic, which comes out at the end of the year. Okay. Big day for you, Sunday. And I never met, you know, I didn't get along with my father. And just, he passed away when I was 15. Um, but never met Ronnie Palm. Mm. Cubs fan. Oh. You know, someone's got to be last on the route. Come on, Ronnie. Watching the, the guy with the mail. The and then, What would the squirrels the get? The Reese's peanut? Peanut the Ritz, butter? Ritz. Ritz, sorry. With the... Ritz with the peanut butter. I yes. Thought. Not Ritz. saltines, Judy. Uh -huh. They don't like saltines. Yes. He told my mother. Yes. Right. I told her, stop at the store and get some. Right. And get some Ritz. And then when but, the Cubs blew it in 84, he needed a moment. Needed some time. Moment. 72 hours <laughs> yes. showed up. I remember he hated, he hated Jim Fry. He said he hated the American League manager. Doesn't belong in uh -huh. the National League. That's like AAA, he used to say, with that idiotic DH. Yes. He went in, he had back surgery. He had a sciatic problem, right? Very painful. So finally he bit the bullet, went in and get the surgery. While he was in for surgery that, that morning, the Cubs fired Jim Fry. Really? So, you know, we're waiting for him. It's several hour surgery comes out. Finally, we're able to see him. They're wheeling him to his room. I said, how are you feeling? He said, they fired Fry. They got him. They got, that's what his, he had heard about it. Yeah, uh, coming out of the surgery, he was so excited. I thought, how are you feeling? They fired Fry. He said, I'm feeling good. He hated, hated Jim Fry, a lot of people, but he hated Jim Fry. The diehard Cubs fan. Yeah. Too bad he wasn't around long, didn't live long oh, enough to I see know. him. So Just, many stories like that with Cubs oh. fans and Red Sox fans. Terrible. Well, he used to, he, I don't know, though, because he died in 2007, and he used to say, if the Cubs don't win the World Series by 2008, I'm done with them. A hundred years is long enough to wait. Yes. That was his joke. I sure. give him a hundred years, and then we got to move on. <laughs> yeah. Move on to another team, but... Uh, you know, uh, by the way, as a side note, as we're talking about Father's Day, the Dodgers named a starter tonight. First, I think first major league action. I can't. Emmett Sheehan. Emmett Sheehan, 23-year-old, six foot five, 220-pound right-hander will start for the Dodgers mm -hmm. against Brebbia. Uh, was relating earlier in the week the experience I've had and being a father, and it really changes your life. And my son... Uh, you know, my son was like six months old when the Knights came to town, right? Or nine months or whatever it was. And so he grew up and got to go to Knights games early with our relationship and, and the suite there and became a huge hockey fan, started learning to skate when he was two, got into the hockey program when he's four, he's gone through the little Knights and all playing in the house league. As we talked about earlier, we got to be goalie the other, the other day and they won 18 to two. And mm -hmm. I, I was telling the story of Michael Lombardi yesterday on the Lombardi line about when we were in New York, when we had the family vacation, and he would tell these people, you know, we went to the 9-11 Museum, then we're leaving, and we went to this tower, we're leaving, we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and he would say to everybody they were leaving, he said, okay, I'll see you in 15 years. And they said, well, why is that? And he said, well, when I'm playing for the Golden Knights, he said, I'll have to come back to New York to play the Rangers or the Islanders, so I'll see you then, you know, and people would laugh and yeah. say, that's great. But, you know, if people aren't laughing at your dreams, your dreams aren't big enough, Paul. That, yes. that's, that's just... This the fact of the matter. So now with, well my, said. Yeah, with my son and, and stepdaughter and now the little daughter, 16 months old, it's been a great experience. And I, and I remember back to all the time I spent with my dad. I'd never be sitting here with you um, if it wasn't for my dad and his love of sports. Oh, and, look and at that. How he passed that on to me. Yeah, there's little Matthew. Um, you, you were gone Tuesday when we showed these pictures, all dressed up in his goalie gear uh, on Sunday. And, you know... He used to, he worked for St. Regis Paper Company, and then it became Georgia Pacific. There he is in net. And um, so he'd, have, he'd run the parlay cards at the factory, right? So 
I remember six, seven years old, he'd give them to me to grade them on Sundays. You know, the, for, wow. the morning games to get done, he said, get a head start. Go through, get all the morning games, and you just got the, there was no Sunday night game then, right? The afternoon, you'd have two or three okay. afternoon games, yeah. and you, you could grade it out, and it was a pool, and it, he didn't, the money he made off, because the guy that would win it would tip him, right? It was a $5 pool, and you get two or 300 people go into it every week. Or here's 300 tickets to grade. There you go, kid. But if it wasn't for that and the interest in, in, in learning and betting and that, um, I wouldn't be here today. So I, and I like to do little reflections for different holidays and the Christmas ones have become very famous. So here's a reflection for Father's Day. It's a poem by Robert Hayden, who by the way is from Detroit called Those Winter Sundays. Sundays too, my father got up early and put on his clothes in the blue black cold. Then with cracked hands that ached from labor in the weekday weather, made banked fires blaze. No one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering breaking. When the rooms were warm, he'd call, and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house, speaking indifferently to him who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. What did I know? What did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? Happy Father's Day, everyone. Well done. Always fun to host with you. Thanks. I hope you like the rundown. A minus. I can't believe your karaoke list. The prep was unbelievable, Paul. Very, very impressed. Mitch will be back on Monday. <laughs>